following podcast is part of the Underdog Sports Podcasting Network. For a full list of our shows, as well as breaking sports news and engaging feature stories, visit us at www.theunderdogsports.com. Okay. Just for the record, we got a sun in Phoenix, too. 50. Oh, yeah. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sunny in Phoenix podcast, a weekly podcast where we keep you up to date on everything Phoenix Suns related. I'm your co-host for today, David McGraw, alongside the ever-so-dabbing Mitch Krumpetich. What's up? On this week's show, we go over the James Jones presser and talk-along, campfire session is what I'm going to start calling it from now on. (laughs) Basically. uh, With season ticket holders, as well as the crazy and not-so-crazy trade deadline Plus, we got some games. Follow us on Twitter at Sunny and PHX Pod. Same thing for Instagram. Go on iTunes, leave us a five star review and a comment, and you will get a shout out on the show. All right, so I guess we can start it off with the James Jones chalk talk, is what they were calling it, but I like campfire talk a lot more. Campfires, I've way been thinking better. about. I've been thinking about going camping, actually. If anyone has suggestions on where I should camp in Arizona, let me know at Sunny and PHX Pod. But anyway, um, yeah, so the Suns do this every year. And I went to the one with McDonough at the beginning of the season. And now McDonough is no longer with the team, obviously. So James Jones took over the, the duties for keeping the season ticket holders informed, I suppose. So uh, the, the whole thing was pretty much after the trade deadline has passed, Here's the information. Here's what the team tried to do. They took a few questions, and, you know, the questions they took were pretty general. Like, what are the Suns doing to improve the team in the short term? Those kind of things. And I'll hit on some of the highlights that he talked about. I think the biggest and most interesting thing that James Jones mentioned was the Suns were calling every team in the league four to five times a day to see if they could get a trade put together. So he also said they were trying to improve at every position. But the setback to that was most teams said, we're not saying a word until we know what's happening with Anthony Davis. And what happened with that pretty much is the Pelicans kind of messed with the Lakers a little bit and said they were fielding offers and that they would listen When, in reality, it was pretty clear that the Pelicans had no desire to trade Anthony Davis before the deadline because it's a lot smarter for them to wait until the summer because the Celtics could get involved. They have a little bit more time, don't have to force anything. So that that was pretty difficult for other teams around the league, especially teams like us. You know, they talked about... The trade that we made was Ryan Anderson to the Heat for Tyler Johnson and Wayne Ellington, and we eventually waived Wayne Ellington. And James said they had been looking at Tyler Johnson, and, and all of that was it was good, but that's what they say about all of these players. Oh, yeah, we had our eye on this guy for a long time. Literally you know, any time a guy is brought in, we've had our eye on him. This is the type of guy that we've been looking at. Right, and when you understand how NBA scouting works, it's like... Yeah, you did, because you have your eye on literally every player in the league. Yeah. So, <laughs> But, you know, they said he's he's still young enough, but he's a veteran. He's scrappy. He plays hard. All of that kind of stuff. So I'm fine with this. I thought it was a good move because we might as well get something for Ryan Anderson. And the contracts match up kind of well. Tyler Johnson makes two or three more million and he's got a player option that he would be dumb to not opt into because of the amount of money that it would allow him to make. But anyway, he talked about that a little bit. He talked about how, you know, just the Suns are improving. They're trying to improve at every single position. It's been really tough with injuries, especially to DeAnthony Melton and to TJ Warren. The point guard spot has been really difficult this season, as we all know. He talked about how 
we have these very unrealistic expectations for guys like Akobo and Melton. And while he likes those guys and they've been doing as good a job as they can, it is difficult because they're both project players. They, the intention was never to have them in this starting role and having to do what they're doing. They're doing pretty well, but fans do tend to have pretty unrealistic expectations. And I think one of the, probably the very most interesting thing that he explained was someone asked about the draft and why some of the Suns' most recent high draft picks haven't worked out very well. And James Jones explained, with the way the one-and-done system works and the college system works, guys don't really know how to play basketball. The guys who get drafted in the top 10 or so are usually 19 to 20 years old, and they don't really know how to play basketball, and you're drafting purely on potential. Sometimes that works out. Look at Devin Booker. Devin Booker worked out, but he played one year, and even James said Devin Booker didn't really know how to play basketball, and it worked out for him, but um, some guys don't really ever learn, and it doesn't work out. And, you know, I guess I shouldn't say he said Devin Booker's name. He didn't say any names in this case. I, I just interpreted that, and so I'll add my interpretation a little bit. Devin Booker <laughs> learned, but Marquise Chris did not learn. So I just thought that was really interesting. And he's like, it's not just us. Like, look at other teams. The same thing has happened to them. And it's really about teaching guys how to play basketball. And the NBA is such a complex game. And, you know, it's it, it doesn't work out a lot of the time. And when talking about point guards, he just said, how many elite amazing point guards that can do it all that Phoenix fans are looking for. How many of those guys exist in the league? Maybe five. And so he said, you have to keep in mind that these amazing point guards that everyone is looking for are very rare just throughout the league. It's really hard to find a point guard that that's, that's that good, like Steph Curry or Russell Westbrook or any of those guys. So those those were some of the big takeaways that I found. Um, I think, you know, he, he also mentioned if we get the one or two pick in the draft, doesn't mean that we're not going to trade that pick, which, I mean, at this point, why would you say, oh, yeah, we're not trading it? There's no reason to close yourself off there. But it's pretty clear to me that, the Suns are high on Zion Williamson, but so is everyone. But, yeah, I mean, it's there's still a lot of uncertainty, and obviously the season hasn't gone the way that it was planned or the way we hoped it would. But, you know, hearing James Jones talk a little bit about this stuff gave me some hope. And Oh, one last thing that was really, really interesting. So James Jones, he's not the only GM. He's sharing those duties with another person in the front office. And he said, he said teams will try to call both of them at different times to catch them not on the same page <laughs> and try to get a little bit extra information. I thought that was really funny. And he said, you know, we have to have really good communication. But he said, we do the same thing, though. We'll do like a conference call and we'll do a little like good cop, bad cop kind of thing to try to get more information. I'm like, that's kind of funny. And he said, when you're on the phone with these teams and these other GMs, 99% of what they're saying is just like fluff and garbage and means nothing. And you have to look for that 1% of actual information to figure out what they're trying to do. Like that's, you know, you realize how difficult this job is when you hear it firsthand, you know? Yeah, uh, that's interesting. And I, I think these kind of things are really cool to kind of look into the job aspects. And, you know, everyone kind of thinks they can be an armchair GM or can come up with ideas or figure out a trade that would work or force a trade for a guy that is probably not as available as you think he is, uh, Lonzo Ball, uh, you know? Yep. Good example. That, these kind of events make it where it's like, no, it's there's a lot that goes into it. There's a lot of politics. There's a lot of you know, a, a lot of stuff that goes into it, and 
season ticket holders especially is is really good to kind of pull back the curtain on that kind of stuff. Yes. I will say, as bad as the team has been this year, they do a good job of schmoozing the season ticket holders. Because <laughs> <laughs> I go into these things and sometimes I have this attitude like, I'm not going to let the hors d'oeuvres and free drinks sway me. I'm going in and I'm going to be hard-nosed and i'm gonna try to ask some difficult questions or whatever and i get in there and i'm like "Ooh, this is a nice cheese plate (laughs) (laughs) but i mean i'm not like i'm not actually like a reporter or anything if you've listened to this show you know how we are we're high faluting members of media thank you very much oh yeah yeah (laughs) sure but so, I mean, sometimes I go in and I'm like, I'm just going to pay attention to the basketball stuff. And like, that's what I'm here for. But then I'm like, no, this, this is a cool event. And, you know, they hosted it at, oh, I can't even remember the name of the hotel, but it was one right downtown, really close to the arena. Nice hotel in this ballroom. And the hors d'oeuvres were good. <laughs> and there were free drink tickets. And I sat next to some really nice people. And yeah, it was cool. Uh, one of the things just I want to touch on real quick is that James Jones isn't acting alone. Uh, I think that that's, I, I think that Suns fans get really upset and are frustrated uh, about the idea that Sarver is going to turn over the team to a guy with no GM experience. But, you know, there is like kind of a tag team there. He is working with, I think it was. I think it's the the original president of basketball operations. I, I can't yeah I can't remember Let's look his name his exactly name. off the top of my head, but I remember we looked it up recently. But I know I can never remember. Either. He's been in he's been in the front o- he's been in front offices for a while. He's James Jones isn't just like shooting everything from the hip or you know schmoozing his way to Trevor Buckstein. Yep, there we go. Uh, I can never remember that name, but yeah. From from what I gathered, it sounds like James Jones and Trevor Buckstein are basically at the same level. Yeah, so they're working together, and that should give Suns fans a little bit more breathing room. Uh, it's kind of said on the show last week, we needed to make some sort of move for a guy. You know, low-risk move, such as, you know, a what we did for Alfred Payton last year. For some yeah. someone at the one spot could maybe play a little off-guard just because we need something there. Um, we sh- we need to move for a four, though, too. Or either that or just... Bender's been getting more minutes, but we, we, we need a four so bad. And TJ is not that answer either. The more I watch Zion, though. Yeah. I saw him hit some threes the other night. Oh, boy. All aboard. It's... Well, but it's it's going to be interesting with the new lottery odds. We'll see. Let's talk more about the trade deadline in general. Were there any moves that surprised you, that you thought were really good, that you thought were pretty questionable? What do you think? There were a lot of random moves. There I were. Felt, I felt like, especially last year, there wasn't a whole lot going on. It was kind of lackluster. Uh-huh. But... I don't know, this year there was just... It seemed like everyone was more willing to kind of make these moves that didn't really... weren't like slam dunk moves, but were just moves to just try and see what was going on. Wait, are you telling me that the Thon Maker trade isn't going to change the <laughs> landscape of the league? Uh, Harrison Barnes to the Kings, you know? Thon Maker, yeah. Stanley Ooh, wow. Johnson. Except Stanley Johnson is going to the Pelicans now. That being said, that Miritich trade the Bucks made, that is a... That's, That's an amazing move. Amazing. That's such a great move. Oh, the East got more interesting after this trade deadline because of that move and because Tobias Harris and Boban to the Sixers. <laughs> not, That's... not Boban as much, but Tobias Harris for sure. You have to include him. You have to include him. Boby and Toby. And you know, it's crazy because this is the they're they're now on their third different team together. Yep. That's pretty cool actually (laughs) it's awesome it is kind of cool that this random bromance has turned into them just being on the same team yeah it's pretty cool so kevin o'connor pointed out i i read something he did on twitter about the spies harris trade and just talking about the matchups that 
that team that the Sixers now have that they yeah. can exploit. And I think it was against the Nuggets where Jamal Murray got matched up against Tobias Harris. Yeah. Because, you know, Ben Simmons is at point. They've got J.J. Redick is really their only other guard. And then you've got Jimmy Butler, Bear, Tobias, and Joel Embiid. Just that the matchups for that team are insane. The spacing for the Bucks, I mean, Miritich to the Bucks is awesome. The only move that I'm so confused about, and I'm not sure, is that Marcus Gasol to Toronto. Oh, I was gonna say that's the other one that we have to talk about because it makes the the East more interesting. Now, I was a little bit confused, but I think this makes sense because they moved Valanciunas, who couldn't really shoot the three. He tried, but it never really got there. Mark Gasol is, I think they're kind of similar, but Mark Gasol can actually shoot the three. Well, I mean, Valanciunas, he shot like 40% from three last year or something. Did he, but how many did he take? I, I don't know. His, his attempts were a lot higher up. Uh, hmm. the, the JV3, death taxes and JV3s, was a, le- <laughs> was a legitimate joke, but also he, he like led the, their team or was like second on their team in three-point percentage. Something dumb. I don't know. Serge Ibaka has been playing so... He has. I don't know if I would have even wanted to touch that. Just because, like, if you move JV, I think you look for another energy big or something. Or, or like, a space big. You try and get, like, a Mike Scott or whatever. Yeah. But I don't know if you... I don't know if you make a move for Gasol. Because you have to start Gasol. It's better than Ibaka. But... Siakam's yeah. better than Ibaka right now. You don't take. I don't think you can take Siakam out of that lineup. Spicy P. Spicy. He's so oh, good, and he is. I love that Raptors team so much. I just. I don't know. I feel like. I don't know. Maybe you hope that Gasol can kind of just fit in really well, but doesn't that make him slower a bit? I mean, maybe, I, yeah. I don't know. It's just weird. I was kind of I kind of felt like Kyle Lowry is going to get traded, which is so weird because they're at the top of the East and or second top I of the know. East, and Kyle Lowry just seemed like he was five seconds from getting traded at any second, which is insane. I I want Kyle Lowry in Phoenix. <laughs> uh, I I do too. I I know that he has he doesn't match up with anything because of his age, but I just love Kyle Lowry. I feel like Lowry could play for longer than a lot of these other guys just because of the way he plays oh absolutely he doesn't like as opposed to like Kyrie which okay Kyrie if we could get Kyrie which is not gonna happen but still I would still love that I was on board <laughs> for that back when we could have traded the four pick and blood so for Kyrie I would have done that I I stick by that even though Josh Jackson has been playing really well but I I don't, I don't know. know. The Kyrie is Kyrie's going to be interesting. I, I think guys with his kind of handles can play longer as long as they don't try and Allen Iverson and not take a back seat for forever. Right. Yeah, that's that's going to be interesting. It's it's going to be a wild summer. I think Kyle Lowry's going to play for a lot longer, so I'm I would be okay with picking him up he kind of has nagging injuries here or there and hits slumps in the middle of the season but yeah i mean we just need someone and he would he'd be great next book but it'd be awesome um speaking of things that could have actually happened or weird random nonsense that's been going on the Kyrie now maybe not completely being bought into the celtics or Oh, yeah. I think you're. I think you're overselling that. I don't yeah. think he's bought in one bit to the Celtics. Well, then you have Danny Ainge going on the radio and talking about that they're engaged to be married on July first. Which, <laughs> well, I I do not think that's the case. <laughs> Obviously, I don't know, but <laughs> it seems like the whole the whole Kyrie thing, which came out out of nowhere. It seemed like the Anthony Davis talk. We talked about the Kyrie thing a little bit last year. Was it, mm-hmm. Or last week, not last year. Whatever. That's so confusing. He's, he's talking to LeBron, and he's saying how he understands why LeBron was frustrated with the young player, with him as a young player. And yep. Yeah. It's it's weird. It's so weird. There's... It was. It seems like that's, that was the weirdest thing that came out of the Anthony Davis talks. 
that Kyrie may like there's a chance that Kyrie doesn't re-sign with the Celtics and a bigger chance I think than people were giving it credit for not saying that he 100% is going somewhere else but then the idea kind of comes up that well if Kyrie doesn't re-sign what is the Celtics package for AD which right. the whole point was that they'll outbid the Lakers in the summer or whatever but it seemed like it was such a it seemed like it was such a foregone conclusion because it seemed like the kitchen sink was getting thrown at AD. Like, literally everything. Yeah, which, rightly so. Yeah, rightly so. I think I think that it would have been... I think it would have been a bad move. I think you go for it, but... I mean, you have no team. And I think that makes it a lot harder. I think you have to... I, I think the best the best thing that can happen for them is that they can get ad on a worse offer over the summer because it's only a year instead of a year and a half right but yeah that's just that's just was so i don't know there's the talk supposedly the pop was talking to del demps or whatever and danny ainge saying stuff there was so much random stuff with that ad thing it just seemed like it really seemed like no one wanted to trade ad to the lakers like it was like kind of which like i'm a, super glad <laughs> I'm not saying like one way or the other, but it does. It that seems like the thing that it was another, that it didn't matter what the what offer the Lakers threw out there. There was just no way they wanted to trade, because of like, because of Rich Paul mostly, right? Which makes sense because <sighs> Rich Paul is a. Also, okay, I said this exact same thing last year at this time. Go back and listen. I know I said this. Can we just get rid of the tampering rules altogether, please? Like, yeah. It's it's so useless because everyone does it, and we might as well just let them. <laughs> yeah, I don't think, if you're going to talk about tampering or, you know, fining Magic Johnson for answering the question on whatever, or... Finding Anthony Davis for saying publicly that he wanted to be traded when he didn't technically say publicly he wanted to be traded. His agent said he wanted to be traded. So, like, but they find him anyways. It's, it's just such a waste. It's such a waste. Yeah, it's just, it's just nonsense. Is there no way we could have, like, got Fultz on a flyer for, like, nothing? Oh, yeah, that's that's an interesting one. Well... I don't know. The Magic gave up more than I expected for Fultz. I don't think it was bad, because Jonathan Simmons has not He's been not. good this year. But they gave up Jonathan Simmons and two picks, right? A, the, a 2020 protected first-round pick from the Thunder. Uh-huh. And round pick. Hmm. So the equivalent of that for us would have been, like, one of our wings and the Bucks pick, maybe. For Fultz or something like that. I think it would have been probably the Bucks pick, and I don't know. Like, I don't know. It's it's hard to say since we haven't seen Fultz play in so long. I think Orlando. I think that's a good move for Orlando because they're kind of like us. Like no one cares. He's not going to get very much publicity on Orlando, and. Might as well give him one more shot. Yeah. I I mean I'm sure we tried. I'm sure we tried something. And I almost I almost feel like we didn't. If that was the asking price for him, I almost I almost feel like we didn't. I know that that's tough, and it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me if someone asked James Jones and he was like, yeah, no. Uh, I don't know. Oh, the the other thing that's interesting is the Heat 2021 pick that everyone was in shambles about that we traded to the Sixers got moved yet again, and for no one ye- cared. For Tobias Harris for the play. Right. No nope. one cared. Your boy Zach Lowe did, but that was about it. He did. He did. <laughs> <laughs> he, was the, but, he seemed like the only one that cared, and... Uh, I, I mean, I do, I will say, when we traded it, we weren't sure if that would be the draft where high school players could enter. And now we know that it probably won't. It'll be the next year, right? Yeah, the talk is so. that it won't happen until at least the next year, mm-hmm. which I felt like it came out pretty 
pretty quickly after that that it wouldn't be until at least the year after that. Right. Uh, everyone just over-exaggerated like no other. Yeah. But that's what happens. And, and a lot of it is a case of we pay a lot of attention to the Suns and not necessarily the other teams. So I, I read something that, you know, the Suns just have an air of dysfunction. Like, which well, is, which is true, do. but it was just like, yeah, that's fair. But also, like, that doesn't mean to freak out over every single tiny move that we make. Um, right. I'm going to throw this out there. The, there was talk that Dario Saric was available for a young player and a first. Ooh. And if we missed that, that's bad. I, if, if that's true, then we should have, we should have went hard at that. Because yeah. uh, we need a we four need so bad, and Sarge is really good, and can hit the three, can pass. I, I think if if he was available, and I, I think that that's a mess up, not going hard for him. I would agree with that, definitely. Um, there's also randomly talk that Gary Harris might be available over the summer. That would be cool. I like Gary so, Harris. Some maybe targets, you know, if depending on who the Suns are able to kind of get in the draft, whether they're able to get a guy like Zion or a guy like Ja Morant. I like Morant. Yeah, he's Morant, really, he's really good. I like him. I mean, obviously, if we have the one pick, we have to get Zion, but I like that Morant, Morant guy. I like him. But we will be talking about that plenty, so don't worry. <laughs> We're, um, we're ramping oh, up. Yeah, before before we do game recaps, we have to mention that next week is the All-Star break, and Devin Booker Oof. is back in the three-point contest to defend his title. It's going to be it's going to be an interesting three-point contest with both Curry brothers, Steph and Seth. That's going to be kind of fun. And Dirk. <laughs> Dirk was on Zach Lowe's podcast. Dirk is hilarious. He was Dirk so is funny. Oh, I I love Dirk. Even though there there's kind of that rivalry with the Mavs, I've always loved Dirk. I wore forty one when I played because I liked Dirk. Um, but he was talking with Zach Lowe, and he he said he's confident in his shooting ability, but he's not sure he's gonna get to every rack because of his speed. <laughs> I just thought that was so funny. That's oh. pretty great. Yeah, it, it was it was hilarious. So that's going to be fun. I also want to do a shout out to whoever said on the whoever suggested to the starters that in the Taco Bell Skills Challenge, the last the last uh, event should be a burrito eating contest. <laughs> <laughs> Because that would be incredible to see these NBA players, you know, pass through the tire and all that. Shove a burrito. Like, shove a burrito. (laughs) (laughs) I was laughing pretty hard at that. That's pretty great. So, yeah, that's uh, whoever is in charge of that needs to make that happen. So, are we going to get another one of these, like, book competes in the three point contest and then has an injury that sidelines him for the rest of the season? As we're just complete garbage and unwatchable. I mean, 11 wins. You never know what you're going to get. I don't think we even need Book to sit to keep it, you know, much much lower. No. Yeah. Well, let's let's look at these games, and and that will be telling. (laughs) So, in some of these games, we've actually been playing kind of hard. We're not winning, but we're playing kind of hard. So, that's nice to see. The first example of that is when we played the Rockets on Monday the 4th. It was a 118 to 110 loss, but it, it, like we actually played them pretty tough, so that was nice. Um, James Harden, we have to talk about Harden, 44 points, 8 rebounds and 6 assists, and he hit one of his patented step-back threes and threw up the ASU yep. fork. I'm doing it, but you you all know what I'm talking about. And people went nuts, and I'll admit it was kind of cool. Harden's the MVP. Yeah. He is amazing. He's so good. He's so good. I mean, we had Mikhail Bridges guarding him, who has these arms that are just 
freakishly long and he would have a hand right in Harden's face and where he like right at the point of his release and Harden would drain these threes over that like he was warming up it's unreal to watch yeah he he's a he's one of those guys a lot of people on some forums are taking really offense to it but just like offensive juggernaut seasons and difficulty of shots that is on the level of like you know like the kobe and mj stuff and but just draining ridiculously like hard shots with like hands in his face and all that kind of stuff and yeah it's it's pretty interesting um but for the sun side we had some interesting stuff josh jackson 25 points but he did it he had to attempt 23 shots to get there yeah that's a little bit that that's yeah uh devin booker played in this one had 19 7 and 5 and i have a slight gripe about this there was a point where we were still it was still close toward the end of the game and it seemed like booker was just trying really hard to get a triple double he was like going for some rebounds that weren't necessarily the smartest ones for him to go for. And okay, I want Booker to, to get a triple-double really bad. But there were a couple times where the ball would go out of bounds because he was fighting with it, with someone like a teammate for the ball and those kind of things. And I was a little bit frustrated. Like, win the game. Don't, don't try to get a triple-double. Just win the game. But... I don't know. That's that's just me reading into things. DeAndre ate another double-double, 15 and 11, three assists. Kelly Oubre had a good game with 23 points on 9 for 13 shooting. Three steals, too. That was nice. I love Kelly Oubre. He's been so great. And yeah. We'll talk yeah, about him more for exactly. sure. Exactly. Okay. Here's what we really need to talk about. Jamal Crawford played 30 minutes in this game. Yay! There is a, a definite shift in effort when he's on the floor. He's a great guy to have in the locker room, a great guy to have on the bench. And I said this before, if Jamal Crawford plays 10 minutes or less and goes one for three from three, fine. But 30 minutes is so, it's way too many. And Elliot Cobo only played 18. So bad. Jamal is, he is a great veteran. He is really trying to coach up guys. He's really trying to get in there. Years. He's been in Josh's ear a ton when Josh gets a little, you know, hot-headed or frustrated or gets a tech. And Jamal Crawford's right there to, like, talk to him and be a good vet. He is not a guy that can play 30 minutes. He's just not. He was never a good defensive player. But no, no. Now. He, it's now he's really and, not. You know, he. it wasn't that many years ago where he was able to play 20 minutes a that. game and, you know, be a contributor from the bench not right now right yeah so that was that game the utah game i really don't want to talk about it 116 to 88 it was bad it, it was it was really rough booker was out i mean jamal crawford only played 10 minutes and he went over three from three <laughs> so there's one bright side uh yeah josh jackson did have i was a gonna say game, he had yeah, 27 points, 4 rebounds, 7 assists on 9 for 16 shooting, and yeah, he had 5 Josh steals. And That's kind of cool. Him and him and Kelly on the floor together is a lot of fun. Is a lot of fun. It's fun. It is fun. Aiton, 20 points, 9 rebounds. Played pretty well. But, yeah, I, I don't really want to say anything else about that one because it was really bad. Don't watch it. <laughs> The next game, though, was much better. Okay, we we lost the Warriors 117-107, but we played really hard. This was one of the more exciting games of the whole season, and we were up for, for a lot of the first half. We got outscored 35-22 to in the fourth quarter. That's what killed us. And I mean, the Warriors can do that. They had Steph come in, like midway through the fourth quarter and just seal the game, which they can do, but... They're... A historically great team. They are just—they're just walking through the regular season. Yeah, it was—it was impressive. It's always impressive to watch the Warriors play, but I was happy that we hung with them at least. And 
I mean, we had DeAndre Ayton had 23 points and 12 rebounds and had to guard Boogie. That's pretty cool. He did a decent yep. job, too. Uh, Mikhail Bridges had 19 points, 5 rebounds, 3 assists. That was cool. Josh Jackson had 19 points, 8 rebounds, 5 assists. Kelly Oubre had a great game. 25 points, 12 rebounds, 4 assists, 3 steals. I love Kelly so much. Jamal Crawford played too much again. 21 minutes, 1 point, 0 assists, 0 rebounds, minus 25. Our starters, let me go through starters plus minus. Yep. DeAndre Ayton plus 3. Dragon Bender plus 17. Mikhail Bridges minus 2. But he also played the most minutes of all those guys at 37. Josh Jackson plus 9. Elia Cobo plus 16. Jamal Crawford minus 25. Kelly Oubre was minus 29, though, <laughs> but he scored. He scored. Okay. <laughs> Maybe that wouldn't have been as bad of a minus 20-whatever if he wasn't playing next to Jamal Crawford so much. Yes, true. And this was Tyler Johnson's first game in a Suns uniform, and he came off the bench, played 27 minutes, and he had five points and two assists, one for nine shooting, really getting used to new surroundings and everything, so not going to worry too much about that. You can't. I did hear, uh, right, I did hear a cool thing that Tyler Johnson asked Dwayne Wade, like, what do you do when you get to a new team? I'm like, that is a good guy to be asking about that kind of stuff. Yeah, you definitely heard that on the broadcast, uh, especially for especially the Kings game. They talked about it. Uh, they did. Uh, the, he talked to Dwayne Wade. D. Wade had some good kind of information, just wisdom, which... D. Wade, respected guy around the league, and uh, obviously all-time great. So, if you're gonna, you know, maybe his uh, Chicago tenure for that year or whatever wasn't the best, but uh, you know, right? Still cool. Still a good guy to have on your contact list for, for sure. sure. Um, I mean, the Warriors did pretty much what you would expect. All their starters. Well, Draymond got ejected, so that's. That's the usual. Um, Clay had 25. Boogie had 18. Curry had 20. Durant had 21. These guys are, like, so good. These are the best players in the world all on one team. It's ridiculous. So. And then Andre Iguodala comes in and Jamal Crawford is guarding him. And me and Chuck were like, what are they doing? It was it was weird. But he didn't really do anything, so it wasn't that big of a deal. But, yeah, the Warriors are just really good. And there's nothing that anyone can do about that. No team can contend with them, and, uh, you know, it's it's tough. They are probably going to get someone on the buyout market, which will be really dumb, and they'll be able to walk through to another championship. Yep, probably. But speaking of the buyout market, keep your eyes open, because James Jones did say they're not done making moves this season. We are looking pretty closely at the buyout market. He didn't he didn't really give any clues other than that, but we have two roster spots open and we only ever used one of our two way contracts this season. So Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So I think that you're gonna see a lot of that in the last twenty whatever games it is. You're, that's that's after the All Star break, especially the last couple of years. That's right. where we saw Shaq kinda come out of nowhere. It's you know, a lot of these guys are able to get some run. We can see here or there what's going on. Yep. All right. And the Kings game, Sunday, February 10th. It was bad. We lost 117 to 104. This was so frustrating because we go from playing the Warriors, who Devin Booker didn't play in that game, and we still only lost by 10, and we played them really tough. And the Kings are pretty good this year, but... It's very frustrating to go from that Warriors game to this game against the Kings. Um, DeAndre Ayton, 16 points, 9 rebounds. Booker had 27 points, 8 rebounds, 6 assists. Josh Jackson had 18 points, 5 rebounds. Tyler Johnson started, so that's our 6th different starting point guard this season. He had... Nine points, five rebounds, three assists on four for 12 shooting, so that's kind of tough. Rashawn Holmes played pretty well, I guess. Ten points, nine rebounds. 
He let he let Bagley score all over him. Yeah, Bagley's good. This was the first time we saw Bagley play against us. Yeah, and this was injury. this was kind of a combo game. I mean, we beat the Kings the last time, so they're gonna they're gonna want to come out and play hard. Plus, Bagley feels slighted because he wasn't the number one. Shouldn't have even been the number two pick, even though he is pretty good. He is good. And, yeah, he did have 32 points, but he also didn't start, so, <laughs> yeah. Um, but De'Aaron Fox yeah. is really good. He made a I huge jump. Guy. 17 points, 6 rebounds, 9 assists. He's good, and Buddy played pretty well. Buddy's, we really high Buddy's been on a tear this season. He's Especially in the month of January, he was on this just ridiculous tear, and his shooting percentages have been great. But that's what happens yeah. when uh, you're apparently a year or two older than you've been listening so far. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's. I guess that's true. <laughs> that was. That was. That He's was like actually funny. 27 or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, I don't know why that happened. It's like, yeah, okay, yeah, you don't know why that happened. Sure. But those were the games for this week, and next week we have one game, and it's against the Clippers on Wednesday the 13th, and then we've got the All-Star break. So, are we going to win the Clippers game? That Clippers team is better than the sum of their parts. Yeah. Uh, Doc has been doing a great job the last two years with that roster. I think we we have a shot, but it's going to be tough. It, Booker needs to pull his head out of his butt I, i'm gonna i have a great okay, especially from me. this sacramento game uh okay aiden went up for like a turnaround jumper and oh, went yeah. off into the i felt like he got fouled and was you know complaining about it king scored booker got like really mad at aiden and was like mad at him for not getting back on defense and then proceeded to Scream at the official for 30 minutes, it felt like. It wasn't really 30 minutes. I'm over-exaggerating on purpose. When a right. ball got bounced off of Aiton's knee, because they didn't their ball, so he was screaming at the official, and then continued to keep on, keep on yelling at the official that it should have been their ball for the entire rest of the game, it felt like. Yeah, it's that is tough, because Booker is kind of infamous for yapping a little bit at the officials too much i would say i love devin booker but i am not crazy about that aspect of his game and yeah i just think all of our guys need to get back on defense we've been saying this since the first week of the season transition defense get back oh he's terrible he's awful thing that's that's the thing i'm so like frustrated because he he gets on Aiton and all this stuff but how many times did it seem like he just quit on plays, especially early on in the season, and feel it was like just pull him, like he's just he's quit on these plays, like pull him. It's blasphemous, I know, but like pull him, sit him, tell him, and you're our best player, but like you can't do that. I, I'm I it got me flustered, is what I'm gonna say. We we need the All Star break more than ever. Yep, I I'm excited for it. We we need a break. It's I was looking at the calendar. And I was thinking, okay, what what days do we have games this week? How is my schedule going to look? All of that. And, yeah, I, I, I'm i grateful that the All-Star break is, is here when it is. <sighs> okay, well, that wraps up that section. Now we get to move to my favorite section of, show, of the show, the non-sports section. And actually, before we start this, I have a quick question. What's your favorite section of the show? <laughs> yeah, I we never no one has ever announced what their favorite is besides me. I mean, right now it's whatever one I don't have to talk about the Suns or whichever one I can talk about another NBA team and I can okay. the Suns for a second. I'm just kidding. I'm I'm kind of Fair joking, enough. but uh in all reality it's uh the season, so anything that brightens up the mood is good with me. We don't have a lot of that around here. <laughs> <laughs> nope. So but for the non-sports section, I have an idea okay. that this is just off the top of my head. We did not discuss this before. I like candles a lot. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I just, I, I bought a new candle today and I want to know, don't think about like already existing or worry if it exists or not. 
What do you think would be the best scent a candle could have and the worst scent a candle could have? Okay, that's interesting. It doesn't have to be one either. It could be a few. That's really tough. I feel like this could be some like Harry Potter, like or jelly beans or whatever, where there's just... Yeah, oh yeah, birdie Yeah, birdie bots. bots. There we go. I knew it was... I remembered it was some sort of word. Birdie bots every flavored uh, beans. I know my Harry Potter. I... Shout out to friend of the show, Josh, who listened to the Harry Potter audiobooks <laughs> over the summer. Um, <laughs> I feel like there's some there's some gross ones, like rubber or something would... That, that's a terrible Ooh, smell. that's pretty um, bad. Burnt rubber, I guess, is what it could be called. Burnt um, rubber, okay. That's a bad I mean, one. There's, some, there's some terrible ones that I don't even want to think about, so... Yeah, yeah, there are. Burnt rubber, that's that's like I mean, creative, like, no, at least. Whenever you know, guy's driving around the neighborhood and he's he's trying to be a little a little cool and you know, his new twenty eighteen uh Dodge whatever and jams on the gas a little bit too much and makes the tire squeal in front of like the local high school. And you know, I'm just trying to paint a picture here. So Oh yeah. Everyone knows the smell really now cool after guys. that picture. Oh yeah, it's it's clear. I can smell the soul patch from here. um i really like the smell so smells i like i really like cinnamony smells like apple cinnamon or like you know like pumpkin spice that are kind of like cinnamony smells Mm -hmm. uh cranberry or cherry oh yeah are are pretty solid Mm -hmm. uh okay let's see let me think of a bad one I think rotting garbage, like hot garbage, I think that would be a pretty <laughs> terrible candle. <laughs> hot garbage on the I like East the Coast, you know? <laughs> I, like the, I, I like the idea of the Sunny and PHX pod candle collection, burnt rubber hot and hot garbage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, hot, humid, moist garbage. It's, it's the player collection of the Suns players. <laughs> the player garbage. collection. Oh my gosh. Oh, yeah, hot garbage though. That's, um, I think that would probably be the worst I could think of. Because that can encompass so many things. I'm not going to go into it, but yeah. And good ones though. Uh, toasted marshmallow is always solid. That's that's a good scent. Some of the fruity ones, I, I like um, the apple scent. Mm-hmm. Maybe like an apple pie, apple strudel scent. Um, I'm also big on the... Uh, I don't even know the exact name, but... Like the fresh linen scent. I like those a lot. So you like to just get like gain or whatever and just pour it all over your... <laughs> like apartment I, I love the smell of that stuff but they have they have some like air fre- fresheners that are like I, I forget the exact name but that fresh linen i don't know i always i, I just remember growing up <laughs> loving the smell of our laundry room i don't know why and so if i could get like fresh laundry room scent in a candle i would love that all right real quick to stop this one to end the end the segment can we come up with some like scents for Suns players for a oh. pod Suns collection? For sure, yeah, we need to do that. So, so Devin Booker is like a spring meadow, right? Spring meadow. Well, I was gonna say apple pie because he's the apple of our eye. Oh, uh, that's pretty close. I was thinking of some. I was thinking of some other joke. So, well, okay, about springs. Oh, uh, that. Hmm. That could be Josh Jackson because he that's can fair. jump pretty high. Okay. Spring That's Meadows fair. for Jackson. That's fair. DeAndre uh, Ayton, what what do you think? What scent accompanies bully season the best? Bully season. <laughs> it probably smells like Axe Body Spray. Axe, oh yeah. Oh I like that. So yeah. So. Midnight Rush or whatever. You don't you don't know yeah. what it actually smells like, but it's it, it doesn't really have a smell, it just smells like axe because it all smells the same. Yeah. Eliakobo would be crepes. Oh, absolutely. And I would I, buy that in a heartbeat. I, I would buy a Kobo candle with, in five seconds. They would go on pre-order, oh. and I'd buy three of them. Oh, yeah. Um, let's see. Who else? Um, Rashawn Holmes would smell like Grandma's Kitchen. Or oh, Grandma's totally. Home. Totally. Yeah. Rashawn Holmes' one. Home. 
That's a good one. That's really good. Um, Mikhail Bridges would be um, some sort of like water, uh, like a bridge, like the water under the bridge. Okay. Something like um, mountain spring water or something like that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I'm in with that. I'm in with that. And uh, Dragon Bender would smell like a lizard. A lizard. <laughs> because he's that's the closest thing I can think of for like a dragon. Maybe Either that camp, or just smells like ash. Campfire. That's a Ooh, scent. Campfire. That's a scent. Dragon okay. Bender would be campfire for sure. TJ Warren. What would TJ be? TJ would be vanilla. Vanilla. <laughs> like just. It's it's good. It's but good, but it's not great. It's vanilla. Yeah. Except, I, that's vanilla, not true. I love vanilla. Good so. Right, I know. We've talked about this many times. Yeah, but the have. vanilla scent... So, notice though, I didn't say warm vanilla, or like vanilla caramel vanilla swirl, bean. or vanilla bean, or French vanilla. No, just vanilla. Vanilla. <laughs> that's fair. Who would be chocolate then? I feel like we could have someone like chocolate. Maybe Kelly Oubre. No, Kelly Oubre would smell like the beach. Like Oh, the... Ooh, I do like that. Or, or, or whatever the valley that smells like. Beach scents. Yeah, I do like that. That exhausted my like knowledge of ideas. I just had a couple off the top of my head. Yeah, that was it. <laughs> no, those are good. Those are really good. <laughs> but I think that'll end it for this week. So check back next week where we will talk about that Clippers game and all of the All-Star festivities. Thank you for tuning in. And follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Sunny and PHX Pod. Go Suns.